Uh, welcome to 2002, a film odyssey, your number one podcast for all things cinema of the year 2002. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And, and we're back again with a with another another episode uh, on the odyssey, on the journey. Because that's what we do here. We work through the entire 2002 movie release calendar in chronological order and we chat about every movie that came out that year. Every single one, because if we didn't, we wouldn't talk about today's movie. I would probably say, let's skip it, but right. we're not skipping it. Oh. We're here, and we watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess we might as well say the name of the movie then. Uh, I mean, we don't have to yet. We can, <laughs> we can, we can tease it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, I, w- I was going to ask you uh, at the top of this episode, uh, when you find yourself in a situation where you're talking with somebody and the topic of this podcast comes up and, you know, you have to explain the concept, what are some of the questions you usually get, you know, after you explain what the podcast is? Why 2002? Mm-hmm. That's for sure the number one question. Mm-hmm. I usually have a few answers ready I usually say, oh, it's the year I met my co-host. Mm-hmm. Or, right. You know, it was right after 9-11 when things changed with cinema. Yeah. I, I say both of those as well, but I would also add that I also mentioned that when we ranked every movie that we'd ever seen, uh, mm-hmm. 2002 was the year that we had, I think both had seen the most movies Yeah, from, like, because we... You know, during during quarantine, when we were having Zoom chats and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, ranking movies for fun, which was grasping at straws for any kind of uh, <laughs> uh, fun to be had there. Um, we ranked every movie. I mean, we had a pretty every good movie. time with that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've actually thought about like redoing that. Um, yeah. Just because I feel like I've seen stuff, and my opinions have shifted on movies, even in just you know a few years since then. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, 2002 was the one with, with the most, most stuff on it for me. Yeah. And I think, I think for you as well, if I remember right. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think at the time I think we, I'd seen maybe a hundred and like 20 or 130 movies from that year. Okay. And so by the time we finish this, it'll be even higher. Yeah. Yeah. Which really puts it in perspective how long we're going to end up doing this podcast for a very long time a very long time but uh one thing i also w- one thing i've noticed when i explain the podcast to people is this has happened a couple times where they're like well you know what is it why 2002 and i say that and then they'll say like oh what was the last movie you guys talked about and mm-hmm. i'll say some more often than not it's some like very forgotten film like showtime or uh, you know Harrison's Flowers or Hearts War or something like that and mm-hmm. they'll say and they'll say well why did you cover that movie and I'll say well I just said we we talk about everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're, yeah we're not we're skipping not, anything yeah we're not cherry picking and for some reason people cannot like compute that we're actually gonna watch and discuss every single film that came out that year yeah like it, they just can't fathom that Right. But, uh, I mean, I, you know. we haven't really run into it yet. I mean, maybe uh, 
maybe a few have been harder to track down, but I feel like eventually we're going to get to a point where we're going to want to talk about a movie that's like hard to find, <laughs> like to even watch. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, sure, yeah. Maybe I, something more obscure than a lot of the other things we've talked about. Yeah. Like something like Yeah. Uh, something like Harrison's Flowers for instance, even though we we did find that to watch it. Like something like that could be difficult to find because that's mm-hmm. a movie that is just kind of in the ether now. Like nobody talks about it, remembers it, hasn't been released yeah. on home video or anything in probably 20 years now. Yeah, I'm sure we'll run into that at some point. I remember when we were, for some reason on this podcast, we were talking about Denis Villeneuve, and I mentioned that his first movie came out in 2002, and I think I've tried to like track it down and had no no luck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll encounter some things where we'll have to work pretty hard to find right. things. But, uh, yeah, we cover everything, every single film as evidenced by the movie we're going to be talking about on this episode. Yeah. I hope that we record another episode like pretty quickly after this so that mm-hmm. anybody's like, hey, what's the latest movie you guys have done on your <laughs> podcast? I don't have to like talk about uh, this movie too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Just let the episode do the talking for me and then, and <laughs> right. then forget about it again, hopefully. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can quit dancing around it. We can tell people that the movie that we're covering on this episode is the cross-dressing sex comedy, uh, Sorority Boys. Right. Sorority mm-hmm. Boys. <laughs> Directed uh, by uh, Wally Wolodarski. Yeah, Wes Anderson's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's a writer for The Simpsons and Tracy Ullman show, and he directed this film. He did. He directed some uh, some movie with uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver and mm. Kevin Klein last year, I think. I think it was last year or the year before. I think it might have gone like straight to Prime Video oh, or something um, like that. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. It's, did it have a title like a great day or something like that maybe not like that but it's like a character drama dramedy uh yeah it definitely was a, like a character dramedy um good the good house like, hey that yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah not a great day yeah i i don't think it uh i don't think it was prime video but uh I don't know how it got released, and maybe it got a limited theatrical release or whatever. But yeah, that, that was 2021. Hmm. I think I remember hearing about that movie, but I don't know anybody that's actually seen it. So, yeah, I mean, other than like reviews that I've read, I don't know a civilian that has seen it. Yeah, a civilian. <laughs> yeah, a non-critic. <laughs> right, right, right. Um. Well, I mean, I can see why, having watched uh, Sorority Boys, why Wally Walidarski wasn't uh, Hollywood's next great uh, comedy filmmaker. Yeah. But, uh, did he do, uh, did I see that he directed, like, the the dog movies, like like the, the Dennis Quaid dog movie, or am I mistaken? No, I think you're mistaken. He didn't direct uh, that. Uh, maybe... Wrote maybe, maybe he wrote one of those. Yeah, A Dog's Purpose, Dog's Journey. Yeah. Those movies directed by Lost Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he co-wrote A Dog's Purpose. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got some some interesting writing credits. Uh, I mean, I'm just on Letterboxd here, so I don't have the specifics from, like, IMDb, but, like, they have on his thing Monsters vs. Aliens, Trolls, Trolls World Tour, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, both of the dog movies, uh, The Rocker with Rain Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, The Polka King with Jack Black. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the Good House, of course. Uh, and then his first movie from 1995, uh, he wrote and directed uh, Cold-Blooded with Jason Priestley, Janine Garofalo, Robert Loggia, uh, Michael J. Uh, Fox, briefly. Believe it or not, I have heard of this and think that it has like a little cult following. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it certainly seems more interesting than uh, than sorority boys i guess yeah like i think i heard it's kind of a like a tarantino knockoff but one of the better ones right uh the mid 90s were a a real wasteland for that kind of movie and they all had really long yeah cumbersome titles cold-blooded is much shorter than most of those titles like like, uh, things to do in denver when you're dead and Three days in the valley. How many days in the valley? Yeah, two, two, day, two days. Two in days the in the valley. Eight, eight heads in a duffel bag. Eight heads in a duffel bag, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, sh- they should bring back uh, silly naming conventions like that and have them all written with like the same <laughs> sensibilities from like 1996. You know, I, I didn't think uh, uh, three billboards outside Epping, Missouri, was too far removed from those uh those kinds of movies i never saw that movie yeah it it does sound like one of them Uh, i never saw that movie i heard it wasn't i didn't care for it yeah Uh, i don't really like that director although i did like banshee's finisher a lot but uh yeah not i'm not a fan of his other work yeah i think if i were to rank them the ones that i've seen i'd probably say uh banshee's and then three billboards, and then in Bruges, and then uh, seven psychopaths. Yeah, seven psychopaths sucks. That movie's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a big gap in between uh, Banshees and uh, three billboards. Yeah, I kind of want to see uh, some of his brothers' movies, like Calvary and. Uh what the old uh, guard yeah, those, those movies are yeah the guard yeah or the guard uh yeah no his movies the ones that i've seen anyway are, are pretty decent mm. yeah calvary and the guard i never saw his other movies though yeah i i haven't seen any of them but uh those ones seem okay yeah. but i don't know and maybe they're bad too who knows they're not bad but you know what i mean not yeah. for me yeah not for you uh well so yeah that's the movie we got to talk about today sorority boys yeah but let's by wally wally let's please pad this out and talk about other stuff for an hour yeah that way we only have to talk about sorority boys for like a half hour and then we can (laughs) put this episode out of its misery (laughs) uh yeah let's let's chill out let's uh let's talk about some things we've recently seen Sure. I thought maybe we could uh, structure it a little differently since I'm sure we have a ton of movies to talk about. 
Because mm-hmm. we haven't, uh, yeah, we haven't done one of these since the Blade Two episode, right? Which oh. was in June. Yeah, you mean like a chill out? Because the next episode, yeah, yeah, we did a home video episode, but we just strictly talked about like five different movies on that one. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it has been a while. Yeah, so we got a lot to lot to cover. Uh, I was thinking we could do like uh, we could talk about movies that came out in theaters that we've recently seen. And then we could do movies that uh, we've seen, like, on home video or streaming or whatever that have come out recently. And then we could just talk about random stuff. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right. Well, wait, when, when did we... Uh... Yeah, we're going to have to pull up our, our letter bit. Letterbox right. lists here. So I watched Blade Two, uh, July twelfth. So, yeah. and I watched it July eleventh. So I'm just gonna assume anything. Uh, did we talk about Mission Impossible on that episode? I think, yeah. So I think we did. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. Because we delayed it like a week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So on the last one. When yeah, when Nick was with us for that episode, we talked about Mission Impossible. We talked about uh, Asteroid City and Indiana Jones, and I think those were the big movies we talked about on that episode. So we we it was right before uh, Barbenheimer weekend. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I still I think on the the last episode we talked quite a bit about Oppenheimer, but we could still chat Oppenheimer if we want. Uh, I mean, I yeah, we can. I mean, yeah. I it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, it's also my my number one. Um, yeah, we, we brought it up on the that home video episode because we compared it to Nixon quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that episode will be out by the time people are listening to this, so that is not a spoiler. Um. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean it's my favorite movie of the year. Um might be uh might be I'm, I think it probably is Christopher Nolan's best movie too. Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah. I haven't uh I haven't really like sat down and like ranked his filmography or anything like that, but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean for me the top ones would be uh, prestige memento and i think interstellar in no particular order but those that i think be the top tier uh yeah okay so i did update my I, I i lied i did update my nolan rankings after i saw it yeah and it is my number one number two is prestige my number mm-hmm. three is dunkirk oh yeah dunkirk's great yeah and then interstellar then memento that's my top five yeah, that's a pretty good top five. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I have, beyond that, it would be Dark Knight. Yep, that's my number six. Uh, number seven is Insomnia from 2002. We will get to eventually. Uh, number eight, Batman Begins. Number nine, uh, Inception. Number ten, 
Dark Knight Rises, number 11, Tenet. And I, I would honestly, like, I don't think Dark Knight Rises is, like, great, but it's it's not as bad as I feel like people have kind of retconned it into being lately. Yeah. I think people talk about it like it was this, like, like weird, weirdly bad ending. But everyone liked that movie a lot when it came out. I don't understand why people think it's so bad now. It's, I don't think it's yeah. great, but I don't think it's, like, that bad. Yeah, I don't think it's perfect or anything but yeah I, I like that movie i haven't really seen it since back then uh like 2012 but in 2012 i saw it like five times mm -hmm. um, and yeah i liked it a lot at the time i might um, actually like it more than inception now that i'm looking at these rankings but yeah i mean i personally do i i think my two least favorite are tenet and inception yeah the two most similar <laughs> ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tenet's definitely at the bottom for me with a bullet, though. And did have you never seen The Following, or did you, I haven't did you seen, put that somewhere? I haven't seen Following, no. Oh, yeah, Following, not The Following. Uh, yeah, you should see it. It's pretty good. I'd imagine it would be somewhere in the middle. It's in the middle of my list, so. Right. Who's who's in that? Nobody, right? Um, I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, nobody like that went on to do anything big. But I'm sure that if that guy ever heard this episode, be like, "Hey, I have a name." Hey, it's me, Jeremy <laughs> Theobald. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, he was in Tenet and Batman Begins. Uh, but other than that, not a lot. What was he in those movies? Uh, I don't know. I let me pull up IMDb because it's better than Letterbox. Uh, Letterbox's like crew system. Uh, but yeah, that that's a pretty good little movie. Uh, yeah, I, I should see it at some point. Uh, he played younger Gotham waterboard technician in Batman Begins. Wow, really? Uh. And he played a steward in Tenet. He's really, uh, mm. he's really not going going to bat for his buddy. He'll just be like, "Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll stick you in there somewhere." I mean, I, I feel like I'd throw that guy a little bit of a bigger role, like if he was I mean, in my first. Maybe film. he doesn't. He doesn't really act much these days. Maybe he yeah, doesn't care. True. I mean, he's got some credits, but mostly like shorts from the, like yeah. the last few years. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess getting back to Oppenheimer, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, pretty awesome that a movie like that did as well as it did nowadays and played to sold out theaters. Yeah, I mean the whole like Barbenheimer thing really, really did a lot for it. I think. Um. Yeah, I really wonder how it would have performed at the box office had that not been a factor. Yeah, it definitely, um, it definitely kind of in a way. Well, I don't, I don't know. It felt like uh, because Barbie was Warner, and yeah. they kind of spitefully after. Christopher Nolan famously stopped working with Warner Brothers and sold him services to whoever. Um, yeah. 
it seemed like they very spitefully scheduled Barbie the same weekend mm-hmm. as Oppenheimer, even though Oppenheimer was scheduled like you know years out, and it kind of I don't know if it backfired because Barbie was like a massive hit, but like mm-hmm. in a way it it boosted Nolan's numbers and he like had a huge hit that wasn't with Warner Brothers and. Like I feel like they were just trying to bury him somehow, and it and it didn't work. Yeah, because a movie like that, had it come out at a different time and was made by a different filmmaker, never would have gotten that kind of box office reception. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that we're talking about this like two months later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Like we're we're only a few weeks away from like them coming out on like Blu-ray or whatever, probably yeah. at this point. Um. Yeah, I also uh, saw Barbie as well. As did I. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I wouldn't say it's m- my favorite movie of the year or even my favorite comedy of the year, but pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Solid comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. I one thing that I I do wish there was like more of the like kind of Brady Bunch style like meta humor, like yeah. you know like them like wandering around Venice Beach and stuff like that. I wish they did more mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean that's it's fine. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Um, yeah, maybe a little a little long, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 like good. I, I don't know. It was a movie that I didn't have a lot of expectations for. Um, just, just simply being a movie like based on a product, I was like, "All right, right. Well, how how good could this possibly be?" And uh, it was it was fine. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not every joke landed, but no, for a pure comedy, that's hard to do. Very weird that uh, uh, Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig wrote it. And well, mm-hmm. and Gregor yeah. obviously directed it, but like, just very strange. Not a movie I ever would have guessed either yeah. of them would have been involved in the creation of. Do we do we think uh, it'll get some Oscar attention? I think so. I, I think so too. Yeah. Probably Margot Robbie. Probably Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Probably Gosling, right? I mean, yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's such a it's such a like comedic performance that I feel right. like maybe they won't. But maybe it it's too silly in yeah. the Academy's eyes. Right. But uh, I mean, Gosling made made me laugh. Oh uh, yeah, I, I thought he was probably the the best performance in the movie. I mean, strictly comedic comedically. Um, what if uh, there's all this speculation about who gets like nominated for that movie, and it's uh, just Will Ferrell? Oh yeah, Will Ferrell's a lock for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Doing his Will Ferrell thing. <laughs> no, that the Will yeah. Ferrell stuff is maybe is probably the worst stuff in the whole movie. I would say. Uh yeah yeah I guess it kind of lost a little little bit of s- steam towards the end maybe for me. Hmm. I was definitely sitting next to some very young uh, kids when I saw it. Not when I say young kids, I mean like, I don't know, like 16, 17 year olds. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were getting very bored at the end. Right. To the point where they were saying, when's this going to end? That reminds me of when we saw uh, the last James Bond movie. 
you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. But uh, so when all I really remember was our friend Brian falling asleep. Yeah. Well, that's not weird if you know Brian um, <laughs> in a movie. But like, yeah. Uh, no, you don't remember um, when the bomb goes off at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you know, spoiler alert: uh, James Bond dies. Um, mm-hmm. The teen. Some teen yelled, oh, shoot yeah. down at the bottom of the theater. And then the guy, <laughs> yeah, like, I do sitting, sitting right behind them got so mad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I really actually don't remember what was said, but I do remember the commotion. Yeah. And people yelling at each other, but I don't. I didn't know what incited it. Uh, I don't know. They just thought they would be really funny and yell at a very, like, <laughs> quiet moment in the movie because it's like, a bomb's going off, so you just hear like a low yeah. rumble, and that's it. Like it's otherwise silent, um, uh-huh. and like I don't, I don't know. They just thought they were being funny, which, I mean, every every kid's been there at some point in their lives where they mm-hmm. thought they would be super funny by yelling something out or whatever. <laughs> um, and I guess they had been like talking throughout the movie because the guy behind them just like fucking lost it. Which, like, don't get me wrong, it's super annoying, like, obviously, especially at at that moment to, like, draw so much attention to yourself and your stupid joke. But, like, (laughs) it was just like, it was like an old guy, like, just losing his fucking shit on, like, some dumb teenager. And I'm just like, dude, (laughs) get a grip. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as much as I hate, like, annoying movie crowds, like... Just mm-hmm. take it, take it down a notch. Yeah, and you know we saw that at a major chain. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna get kids, you know, coming into the theater acting like they're at home. So right, and that was also like, maybe if we saw it at a like an art theater or right. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's you know, and also it was like opening weekend, like I believe for that movie, right? Like we saw it first weekend. Yeah, we saw it pretty early on. Yeah. yeah, maybe opening night, possibly. It might have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so it would, you know, it's the the kind of shit that happens when you see a yeah a major studio release on opening weekend at like the biggest movie chain that is out there. Like, I mean, it's just yeah, stuff like that happens. Yeah, and it's annoying, but movie, like, yeah. yeah, if I'm seeing a movie at like a Harkins or a Cinemark or something like that, and there's some unruly teenagers there i'm not super surprised right i mean because like when we saw all of the movies that we saw in 2002 i mean we were that age so just going to the movies all the time i mean i I don't think we did stuff like that but like got too much respect i went mostly with my dad yeah and he would get annoyed if people were chatting oh shut the fuck up that's my impression of your dad. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a little like your dice man. <laughs> Hickory dickory duck. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, let's get back on yeah. track. On track here. So, uh, yeah, we talked about Barbenheimer. Mm-hmm. So we're then, talking theatrical stuff or, like, new yeah, stuff, right? theatrical. And then if there's any, like... Uh, 2023 movies that we saw at home we can do that in the next section 
Okay. All right. Uh, uh, I s- go ahead. Saw, uh, I saw Gran Turismo based on a true story. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was. It was. Good. It was good. I mean, not great. <laughs> it's like a B minus film, I'd say. Uh, yeah, just a good, uh, like kind of underdog sports movie. Uh, maybe a little long, and some of the characters weren't as well like developed as they could have been. But you know, it was well made for what it was. Um, directed by Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, one of the weirdest uh, Hollywood careers that there is. Neil Blomkamp. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done a movie since uh, Chappie, right? Before this, or yeah, I, about that. I maybe he had something in there, but I. I feel like he's a guy that like Hollywood was obviously super hot on and then yeah super cold on. <laughs> yeah, cuz everybody loved District 9 and then people were pretty mixed on Elysium. And then I don't think anybody cared about Chappie, right? Well, maybe some people were were into it. Were you looking up to see if he did anything yeah, in between Chappie? He did a movie in 2021 which I forgot about, which I think was supposed to be really bad. Oh. Uh, demonic like a, uh, yeah was it like a found footage thing or it was shot on a cell phone or i think so something like that yeah i do remember that yeah but i didn't read too much about it yeah and he just he's directed like a ton of shorts over the over the last like six years or so like a ton of them and uh yeah i don't know i don't maybe he'll get like sort of recast as like a just like a studio guy now if he's if he's just doing stuff like Gran Turismo like like a for hire guy who can make competent like you know action movies yeah i mean uh if it was a job for hire it was a good job well done i was right. the only one in in the theater <laughs> yeah i i don't know anyone else who saw it uh i i wouldn't mind seeing it i guess um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't seek it out, but if you're like me and you had, you know, nothing to do and you had your car getting its oil changed and you had like two hours, two and a half hours to kill, uh, go see Gran Turismo. Yeah, well, hopefully that <laughs> the stars align for that specific scenario <laughs> for someone else. Um, yeah, or, you know, if you come across it on cable or whatever, it's... Uh, a fun enough way to pass two and a half hours. Yeah, I like mean two hours and ten minutes or something. Probably at this point, that'll be how I see it. Is whenever it gets added to some streaming service. Um, yeah, but it is like a good AMC A list kind of movie to just yeah go see on a random random weeknight or weekday or you know whenever you have free time. Uh, right. because it's you know not free but you know fr- free in a matter of manner of sense uh if you have the yeah. pass um yeah uh well the next movie that i saw in theaters uh was exactly that it uh not that movie but like it exactly Gran Turismo? no <laughs> uh, yeah uh no it was a movie that you know i only would have seen uh, because I had have AMC A yeah. list, and that was uh, uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion. Very cool. 
it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's uh, better or worse than the Eddie Murphy one. Uh, yeah, I I don't. You you I, didn't see the Eddie Murphy one, right? I I have not seen the Eddie Murphy one. No. Um, I mean, I know it has a not great reputation. Um, uh, but uh, this one's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, it's also like, was- um like over two hours long which is like absurd <laughs> that's pretty long yeah it was uh may it was directed by somebody right like somebody that had done a like a indie festival hit uh justin simeon that's the dear white people director yeah exactly yeah yeah um uh, yeah yeah and you know it's Again, I guess it's competently made, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's way too long. Uh, it's like 40 minutes too long, which is like, I mean, it's a movie that should be like 85 minutes at the longest, you know? Like, yeah. get in, get out. And uh, it's it's got, a, it's got a very funny, like, Baskin Robbins product placement in the movie. <laughs> Uh, like, like where does a character work at Baskin Robbins? No, like Lakeith Stanfield's like wife, who is only shown in flashbacks because she died, like died, like either coming or going to a Baskin Robbins for some reason, mm. and it's such a weirdly specific like thing to mention when he's like having this emotional monologue about his wife dying. He's like, yeah, she was going to Baskin Robbins. Like, why? Why can't he just say, oh, she was going to get ice, ice cream, cream or whatever? Yeah. Like, why? Why are they name dropping Baskin Robbins? <laughs> and also, why would Baskin Robbins want to be associated with the death of this character's wife? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, weird. Kind of sounds like uh, how Mel Gibson's wife died in Signs. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember how Mogosin's wife died in Signs. I mean, I know we'll watch it eventually, but... Well, I mean, she died in a car accident, but it just kind of sounds like that's how it was presented in the movie. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I don't don't have a lot to say about Haunted Mansion. It's not very good. Um, uh, I guess it was fun to see, like, Owen Wilson in, like, a movie again, because I feel like... I haven't seen him in much recently. Yeah. So, and, and he he's just doing the exact thing that you expect him to be doing. Um, yeah. But like it's all right. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of charming. Especially since it's been so long. But uh yeah, other than that, Owen Wilson's performance was kind of charming, not the the whole film. Yeah, no, not the film. Film's uh <laughs> bad. But uh yeah, no, just just Owen Wilson like doing the Owen Wilson thing is like kind of fun again because it's been long yeah. enough to where uh, I haven't seen it. So yeah, it's been a long time since You Me and Dupree, right? Uh, which is not a movie I find charming, but <laughs> but it was a movie that you and I saw together. That's right, you, me, and my dad, mm-hmm. uh, who said get... it was famously a silly ass movie <laughs> famously yeah. yeah 
Well, I we mean, he's right. And said, That's a silly ass movie. <laughs> he was right. When you're right, you're right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, yeah, so the next thing I would have seen in theaters was uh, Retribution with Liam Neeson. Also, the next thing that I saw in theaters. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, pretty uh pretty terrible that <laughs> yeah the retribution say, sucks was, yeah <laughs> i gotta really say bad. i was like oddly excited to see that movie like uh, i saw the trailer and just saw that it was like a you know like a basically like speed in an suv or you know crank in an suv or something like that and it was directed by nimrod on and i was like well they really don't make them like this anymore and uh it was disappointing uh yeah it um i can confirm that you were weirdly excited for it because mm-hmm. i was not but i who 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 would i be <laughs> to deny you uh uh of that um uh and uh just, it, terrible film <laughs> really yeah, bad real bad uh just cuz yeah it looked like something that would have come out like 10 years ago or like even the mid 2000s like it maybe something like cellular or phone booth or something like that but uh i mean it, e- uh, even even maybe even a little later too like in the non-stop unknown yeah. run for uh right for liam for liam like early 2010s but it was quite incompetent yeah, uh, and at, t- <laughs> at times I think I, I asked you. I was like, "Was this written by AI?" Like, yeah, because he, uh, there were certain lines of dialogue that either sounded like they were written by somebody that like English wasn't their first language, or it was written by a computer. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, there were there were definitely a handful of lines of dialogue where I was like, "Huh." <laughs> who speaks like that um uh and it's also one of those movies where you could just look at the cast list and know that there's a surprise villain and figure out who the surprise yeah villain is i think just I, by looking at the cast list i think i said it like the first time he was on screen or like before yeah. he was on screen i think even i was like oh it's probably him yeah and it was yeah like there's something that happens in the trailer that would maybe throw you off the scent of that um but yeah once you see it in the movie you're like oh obviously he's the the bad guy um one one person out there is gonna be real pissed (laughs) that we're like well we didn't quasi spoiling yeah yeah uh, I mean, uh, yeah, just don't look at the cast list then, or watch the trailer or yeah. or see the movie, don't see the movie, yeah, or watch any of those other movies we just name dropped, like phone booth or cellular. you're saying don't watch those, no, I say watch those before you oh watch sure something like Retribution. yeah, yeah, even though those movies aren't like masterpieces, but no, they get the job done a little better than Retribution. Phone, phone booths all right. I haven't seen it in years, yeah. but yeah, uh, uh, cellular. I would not be opposed to rewatching. 
uh, even though uh, yeah i haven't seen that since theaters and i remember it being pretty stupid but you know perfectly watchable yeah which is really all i could ever ask for yeah out of a movie the bar is pretty low nowadays for that kind of stuff being released in theaters for me mm-hmm. yeah um like if i see a trailer now for a movie that looks like it would have come out in the february of like 2006 i'll be like oh this looks awesome (laughs) (laughs) uh it's funny because you uh definitely would not have thought that that those movies looked awesome at the time but no, it's because funny they were what, coming out all the time. Yeah, with the changing landscape will will do. Yeah, to your perspective. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, well, I that that was that was the last movie I saw in theaters. Retribution. I haven't had a chance to get back to the theaters since. So uh, I haven't seen anything else in theaters. If you want to talk about anything. Yeah, I had a couple more. Um, I saw Bottoms, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I saw that at uh, the Alamo Draft House in L.A. Um, yeah, re- really funny. I It was my intro to that director because uh, I hadn't seen Shiva Baby at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Emma Seligman? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah re- I thought it was really funny. Um it kind of, uh, I'd say tonally, kind of remind me of something like Strangers with Candy. Okay. Uh, maybe like uh, somewhere between like a parody movie and something like a more straightforward high school movie like Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't really go into it thinking I would be super uh, into it. But I yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, Rachel Sennett was really funny. And uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, very funny. That's what I've heard. That's funny. Yeah. And uh, apparently he, like, improvised a lot of his lines and stuff, too. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, he is, he's a very, like, charismatic personality, like, when he was in the NFL and stuff even, too. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not, like, totally surprised that that he could, you know, be funny. Yeah. Um and there's a scene that I'm not giving like too much away because it's in the trailer, but he's like, uh, you know, he plays a teach uh, a teacher who's there like uh, volunteers to be their coach for their self defense club mm-hmm. with two high school girls, and uh, he says something like really inappropriate that he shouldn't be saying, and uh, I- Iowa Debris says like I don't think you should be talking to us like that, mm-hmm. and it's just a very funny scene and it made me laugh even though it was in the trailer which doesn't happen that often right um yeah so yeah that's in my like top five for the year um so far right uh which even inspired me to check out uh shiva baby which i did shortly after Mm Hmm. yeah i've heard that's Uh, good too yeah i bought it from uh utopia blu-ray and uh yeah that's also really good i probably like it a little bit more than bottoms just because it's more my cup of tea like a, like a an anxiety comedy mm-hmm. um, but yeah i recommend that if you haven't seen it yet yeah i'd like to see both um mm-hmm. 
maybe soon hopefully be able to catch bottoms for at least theaters but uh i think it's still at amc's it is yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's at the the one close to my house so and then uh i saw yesterday i saw a haunting in venice ah okay uh that's all i have to say about that (laughs) <laughs> you saw it <laughs> <laughs> i did see it yeah you saw it and uh, it's a real it movie was f- it was fine yeah if somebody came up to me and was raving about it that would be my response is i'd say oh yeah i saw that movie mm-hmm. and then not say anything else uh yeah it, it's not terrible but it's not not a great film it's just like a kind of a throwaway mystery movie um pretty predictable i thought where it was headed but you know if i was able to kill two hours right uh yeah i I guess i i'd see that movie too that's another like amc a-list kind of movie where it's like yeah uh, all right i got i got time why not yeah uh yeah i saw the first one i saw murder on the orient express but i did not see the second one uh yeah i i haven't seen either of those actually um but uh i have heard very bad things about uh the second one in particular yeah death on the nile that was the one that did it get delayed because of covid and also the army hammer stuff yeah i think there were a few issues with it i think Mm -hmm. Uh, there was the army hammer stuff because he was in it uh, and then I think COVID made it possible to do or made it impossible to do reshoots for it. So they had to do a lot of stuff in front of bad green screens, I think. Yeah. So I heard the green screens are horrendous, but I haven't seen it. So I don't know. Well, I probably won't ever see that one. Yeah. Same here. Uh, yeah. And I think that was all I saw in theaters up to this point. Uh, oh, I saw the re. Sorry, I saw the re-release of Old Boy in theaters. Oh, cool! Which was uh, cool to see in theaters because I never saw it theatrically. Right. I don't think it did. It really get released over here in theaters back then, like in. I don't remember. I don't remember one. Maybe, maybe it did, but we weren't in a position to go see it. You know, like where it was getting yeah. played. Like maybe, like small little like theaters like one-off theaters might have gotten it um yeah but uh yeah i I don't remember ever having an option to see it in theaters uh i didn't i didn't see it until like dvd and it was like the squid movie or whatever yeah right and i got the i have the the blu-ray for it which i think might be out of print possibly um not sure uh, I have the the Arrow 4K, uh, which is an import from the UK. Ah, so, nice. um, but I, I did hear that the uh, the version that was released in theaters is like a new a new translation. Mm-hmm. On uh, like, so if you compare the subtitles to the the version on Blu-ray, it's it's a little different in certain. Oh, okay. 
in certain spots. Yeah, that's funny you say that because I feel like I noticed that that some something of it about it felt a little different than mm-hmm. the last time I'd seen it. Yeah, uh, it's probably because the dialogue was different. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, like the like the part where he calls the guy dick shit. He doesn't say mm-hmm. dick shit anymore. Oh, okay. I think he calls him like fucktard or something i was reading yeah, which is that's right yeah. which is not better <laughs> but <laughs> no uh, <laughs> that's like something deadpool would say yeah uh but uh, you know i mean the movie was made in 2003 so <laughs> it's about the yeah. time someone might have thought that that was funny um yeah. Uh, but yeah that was nice to see it in theaters it looked great yeah uh i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it got a uh a domestic 4k release uh Probably because it, it 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 was screening the new the new cut with the, or not new cut but the new transfer with the new uh, yeah translation. Mm-hmm. It's the anniversary. I wouldn't be surprised if it got one before the year was out because they're still they're yeah. still announcing December two thousand or twenty twenty three movies. So um, uh, well yeah. So that was all I saw in theaters. Uh, right. Were there any like twenty twenty three movies you caught up with on streaming or? Yep. Got on DVD or, or not DVD on 4K. On DVD? What what year is it? <laughs> uh, I'm so used to talking about our home video editions. Right. I said DVD. Yeah. I watched um, I watched a couple of 2023 movies um, yeah. on streaming. Uh, Blackberry. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, it's, you know, the like tech biopic genre or whatever mm-hmm. um but it i think it's a little different than something like uh air courting a legend or uh tetris right yeah yeah it's movies go yeah it, it's not as like uh favorable to its subjects as Fave, those like, movies uh, worshipy maybe right right yeah, it's pretty good. Um uh what's his name is really good in it. Uh Glenn Howerton. Glenn, Glenn Howerton. Yeah. yeah. He's a I don't think he'll get nominated for an Oscar or anything like that in a million years, but uh he'll probably be he'll he'll crop up maybe on my 2002s nominations. I could yeah. see. Uh we'll see about that, but I mean as of right now he's on the short list for Mm-hmm. For one of those one of those awards, esteemed awards, he might he might show up on like uh, Indie Wire's like Dark Horse possibilities or something like that. Something like that, but yeah, he won't he won't yeah. get nominated. Yeah, yeah, I've heard he's good, and he certainly he looks good in the movie. He does, but the movie like less him, more so like uh, uh, what's his name, the other guy. Why can't I think of his name? Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. Yeah, the the rest of it looks kind of like a funnier die sketch was my review. Uh-huh. Like it looks like it, like a joke biopic, like short uh-huh. film or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. like Steve Jobs building a Mac in his, you know, garage or whatever and then it turns out to be like mm-hmm. something stupid and that's like the sketch. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of looks like that, but um it's it's pretty good. It's it's very Canadian film too. I mean, if Michael Ironside is like the big cameo, right? Yeah, he's not a cameo. He's he's got a significant part. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. he's he's in it uh, for a while. 
Um, and yeah, I was excited when he showed up, but I didn't quite recognize him at first. I was like, oh, I haven't seen Michael Ironside in a while. And But it's He's him. A little, little older now. Yeah. He's a little older, a little heavier, but um, no shame. Not, not, mm-hmm. not body shaming Michael Ironside. I mean, Michael Ironside rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Ironside yeah. rules for sure. I also saw Paul Schrader's Master Gardener as well on streaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. That movie's pretty good. It's pretty, I liked it more than The Card Counter. Yeah, but mm-hmm. not as much as First Reformed. No, it's in it's in between those two for me. But uh, as far as uh, that trilogy goes, right? Uh, yeah, it's definitely you know it's definitely a Paul Schrader joint, is what I'll say. Like it it hits on the the themes that that guy <laughs> fucking loves. Um, but it's Him. pretty good. Does the gardener write in a journal and uh, narrate what he's writing? <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, I do want to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, Joel Edgerton's really good in it. Nice. Might be the best Joel Edgerton performance. I don't know. I'd have to think about well, it. But. What's the second best Joel Edgerton performance? Um, uh, I mean, most people might say, like, Warrior, but I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, I also haven't seen that. Uh, I mean, Zero he's, Dark Thirty? Eh. Uh, let's see. Uh, he's pretty good Animal in Kingdom. Uh, that movie, The Gift. Oh yeah, he directed that movie, right? Oh yeah, he did direct that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. With him and Jason Bateman. Right. I haven't seen that, but I do know how it ends, so I'm like, okay, I I won't <laughs> see that. So. Uh, how did you <laughs> how did you hear how that movie ended? I don't. I just don't remember that movie being like a big deal to where. I think you told me places. I think you told oh, really? me. Yeah. Or I, I don't know. Maybe I read about I, it online. I don't think I would have. That just doesn't seem like something I'd do. I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I know how it ends. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You know, he's in The Green Knight. But I guess that's another one you haven't seen. Yeah, I got to. I'll watch that this week. No, you fucking won't. <laughs> Why not? I'll believe you. You watch the Green Knight when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. Uh. Well, let me just name one more thing that I like caught up with on streaming. Uh. Okay. Uh. This is where we can have our big. Uh. Siskel and Ebert or Ebert and Roper style uh, disagreement about a, a movie. Mm-hmm. I uh, I finally caught up with uh, Bo is Afraid. Oh yeah, that movie's dog shit and you're about to tell me you <laughs> liked it? I, I'm not going to say that I like... I, I'm not like calling it a, a great movie or anything. I think it's pretty imperfect, but I did like it I think more than, than you did. I wouldn't call it like a hot turd (laughs) oh it's it's a hot ass turd (laughs) it's a huge uh, festering i would nugget i would actually say that i like the first half quite a bit uh and then the second half not as much i think i'm gonna land on a three out of five star review for that one which is i know significantly higher than than you landed on that's like twice as high as what i landed on (laughs) um 
uh yeah i don't yeah, know i think it's the first part's imperfect. okay yeah i i definitely must have liked the first couple sections better than you but uh yeah it definitely lost a little steam when it goes into fucking michelle gondry land i'm just like jesus yeah. fucking christ and this fucking poor shit <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't as actively annoyed, it sounds like, as you were. But, uh, yeah, I didn't love the last 90 minutes. Yeah, the last 90 minutes as opposed to the (laughs) The first 90 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Uh, Although I thought there were some good scenes in that last half, but uh, overall not as strong as the first half. Uh, Um, I hate that movie. (laughs) Upsets me very much. A little cheeky, I think, that... Ari Aster chose this as his third film. A, you know, like an unapologetic, self-indulgent, like three-hour therapy session movie for his his third movie into his filmography. Uh, well, it was like a remake of, of like a college short film that he made. Yeah. And right. it feels like that to me. Like it, yeah. It feels like something a college student would be like, ah, oh, this is very interesting. And uh, it's not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it get when it goes where it goes, eventually, it's like a little too, I think maybe specific to his his issues, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> where I'm like, well, yeah. this is a little too specific, and I get that you have have this going on, but I quite. <laughs> he's definitely got it going on. Uh, yeah. I mean, like all of his movies have I, been about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. I did really like that first, you know, the first couple sections, like where he's in his apartment, in his city. And I even like the Nathan Lane, Amy mm. Ryan stuff. But, uh, and then I actually, yeah, I paused it after that and came back to it the next night. Um, and then, yeah, the forest stuff and when he actually like gets back home, it was far less interesting to me than the earlier stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I certainly agree in the sense that the, the first parts of the movie are a lot better. The Nathan Lane stuff is like where it started to lose me and I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Uh, and then and then it really loses me after that. So I, I don't mind the first like I don't know forty five ish minutes or whatever. But, but may, maybe it's because I felt like oh we should be halfway through this movie, not a quarter of the way through this movie. It would have been nice if it was a two hour film. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true of a lot of movies, but uh, <laughs> certainly that one for sure. Uh, a movie that I haven't uh, haven't been as like viscerally upset during a screening as I was during that. Like I, I wanted to get up and like leave so badly. And also like I was sitting next to a woman that uh, like kept reacting like to everything, and she'd be like, "Oh my uh. god." And like, <laughs> and she'd be like, "No, don't do that," and stuff like that. Like she and, and she just kept saying that. And we saw it at the Alamo Draft House too, where you're uh-huh. like, very like, you're told not to be that way. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know if they. I don't know if they have specific rules against like talking to yourself or reacting <laughs> to a movie like that. But like, yeah. like shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. just internalize your reactions like everyone else. Yeah. Order a cheeseburger. Yeah, just shut up and order some chicken tenders. It is cool that you can just order th- food throughout the film there at your seat. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes if I'm really locked into a movie, it is distracting. But, like, other times like that i i i think it, it's kind of a godsend where i can be like ah well fuck i might as well order some fucking popcorn or something yeah junior mints uh, junior mints are great <laughs> uh but yeah i i didn't hate it uh and i didn't love it but i could see myself rewatching it a couple years down the line Sounds Don't like thank you. you. Probably not. No, no. I got enough to watch. I'm not. I'm not doing that again. Um, I still like his other yeah. movies. Oh yeah. Um, but I think had it stuck to putting Bo in like kind of semi-realistic situations that were just kind of filtered through his, you know, his very paranoid lens, that it would have worked a lot better. But then at the end, you know, in the the final sections of the movie it gets a lot more like a lot more fantasy and they're just like clearly just like manifestations of his psyche so it's a lot less it's not as i think engaging as where he's put in like kind of realistic situations so yeah didn't love it didn't hate it um yeah i mean i don't i don't I I think that's fine, honestly. Like as much as I disliked it, I think it's fine to like land somewhere in the middle like that. What I truly can't fathom, though, are people that like say it's like a masterpiece. Like I I I feel yeah. like I saw like a different cut or something. Like did did Alamo Drafthouse like decide to mess with me? <laughs> if you're giving it like five fucking stars, um, I don't know. I yeah, I don't see that. I mean, I say kudos to Ari Aster for getting that much money to make that film, <laughs> something that personal. I guess yeah. I'd I'd be shocked if he ever really gets that much freedom ever again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I heard he's supposed to make like a like a western next, right? But who knows if that is going to happen given the. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I mean I could see I could see I could see a twenty four obviously still like wanting to work with him, but maybe like Mm -hmm. reining him in a little more. I don't know. Uh, Who knows? I mean, he arguably made two of their biggest hits. I think Midsommar and Hereditary. Right. Certainly, certainly like two of their most like enduring ones even if they maybe weren't finance i mean i don't know i don't have the numbers but maybe they i don't know what they how they did financially for them but certainly two of their more like you know long remembered movies at this point i would think they would have to be in their top five or ten highest grossing movies yeah just behind along with like everything everywhere or something yeah, that's probably number one at this point now, I'm sure. Yeah. Just behind uh, a glimpse glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan the third or whatever. <laughs> yeah, their their first uh, feature <laughs> where they peaked. Yeah. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible film. 
<laughs> never saw it. Uh, never will, probably. <laughs> Uh, and yes, everything, everywhere, all at once is their highest-grossing film. Yeah, I I figured there was no way it couldn't have been. Yeah, so I saw that. As far as movies that I like, caught up with for this year, I saw uh, Sanctuary, um, with Margaret Qualley, which I thought was pretty decent. And uh, what's his name, Christopher? Uh, Christopher Abbott. Abbott, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a chamber thriller comedy love story thing um that's a movie that also kind of felt like it would have worked better as a short film uh, it was really it was pretty good uh, but uh maybe like a tad long and was kind of like going in circles a little bit towards the end but uh i enjoyed that one nice anything else you saw that you like kind of caught up with uh no no nothing from this year i don't think uh yeah no nothing nothing recent that i've watched from uh 23 did we want to just throw out a couple like random older movies that we watched sure well we did do a you did a birthday movie marathon so right Mm -hmm. you can you can throw out some titles uh yeah we watched four films uh along with uh, a few more for us to watch um so those are those five now four four during the marathon plus a fifth uh on a movie night uh the most dangerous game a japanese like hitman movie from the 70s um yeah kind of fun uh a little boring a little goofy but like it got fun at the end uh yeah. i had a good time with that one yeah uh revenge of the ninja a canon film the second in the ninja franchise um that one we had a pretty good time with yeah that that one was a lot of fun yeah uh more fun than the first ninja film and you know the, i would say yeah i'd say maybe even on par with ninja 3 domination yeah and that's a real goofy one so that's tough um we watched the driver uh the walter hill movie that um is very apparent that nicholas winding refn has seen multiple times uh yeah that's i like that movie a lot uh uh-huh yeah really good uh very fun and stylish and good car chases um and uh not another teen movie uh, now you may be thinking well, why that and i don't have a good answer for you we talked about <laughs> it and i was like well let's rewatch it and so we did yeah i ke- i kept forgetting that we didn't have to watch it for some reason i was no. thinking like we had to watch it for this podcast in some uh for some reason but we didn't right you literally just watched it um yeah <laughs> inexplicably some might say and then i also picked uh for movie night last week uh shakedown a james glickenhaus movie with uh peter weller and sam elliott and that was pretty fun yeah uh sam elliott h- hangs off a plane at the end of the movie <laughs> and then throws a grenade like in the engine and it yeah. blows the whole plane up yeah with the green screen that probably rivals uh, death on the nile <laughs> yeah it's uh, very bad vfx um which granted i mean it, you know it's the it 80s. was 1980 
like six or something. 88, yeah. Yeah. Let me just talk about a few movies that I've watched, and then you can talk about a few. Uh, Cure, the Kiyoshi Kurosawa film. Yeah. I really loved uh-huh. that movie. Watched that recently. Uh, I watched uh, the De Palma film Sisters for the first time and had fun with that. Uh, nice. Not like upper echelon De Palma, but like good, you know. I, I had a good time. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, rewatched Sorcerer after William Friedkin passed away uh, with you. Um, uh, let's see, a couple other ones worth talking about. Uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Watched that the other night with uh, my girlfriend. Pretty bored, but the, the last like half hour has some fun, fun stuff. Yeah, uh, I think I've seen that one, but it's been a long time. That was the first yeah. Michael Myers one after the second one, right? Or obviously, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's like a sequel to two, essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, it's got some funny like Donald Pleasant stuff. Uh, obviously, I mean any any movie yeah, that guy can't did can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last like half hour is like where all the kills and stuff are, and, and that's right. That stuff's pretty fun, but like for for like an hour, you're just like, oh my god, do something. It's like a slow burn, but not as well done as the first one. Right. Uh, and I also rewatched uh, the Naked Gun in there at some point over the last period of time. Uh, always a good time. The Naked yeah, Gun Rico movies. Palazzo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the highlights. I've watched more stuff, but uh-huh. don't really have time worth to get into. Bringing up, yeah, we got we got sorority boys to get into. I guess. Uh, yeah, I watched a few random things. Uh, just jumping off you mentioning Sorcerer because I forgot that I watched this, but I watched uh, basically uh, YA Sorcerer. I saw How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Ah, right. Okay. That, that sounds a little dismissive of the movie, but uh, it did remind me a lot of Sorcerer, but with just young, young actors. Uh, I thought mm. it was quite good, uh, but it did again remind me a lot of Sorcerer. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, pretty suspenseful at times. Uh, if I had a complaint, I thought there were maybe maybe one too many like flashbacks, but. Um, well, like a flashback to before there was a pipeline. Wow, <laughs> look at all this land we have. <laughs> well, kind of like um kind of like how uh sorcerer gives you backstories to all the characters right at the front of the movie. Uh this movie kind of sprinkles them in throughout like it just will randomly cut at the end of certain scenes to a flashback so you get the sense of a character's backstory and sometimes it takes you out of the story a little bit and kills the momentum but um but overall i thought it was pretty good yeah i wanted to check that one out i think it's like streaming on hulu or something now so it's it's available yeah i think i just uh paid to rent but yeah it's probably on hulu now because it's a it's a neon thing right so Oh, okay. It should be on Hulu. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. Um, And then I just watched a bunch of random stuff, like 
Hostage with Bruce Willis that I for some reason <laughs> decided to watch after all the all these years. All right. <laughs> that I thought, oh, maybe this movie is like better than it was when you and I saw it in theaters in 2005. And it's okay, but not really <laughs> that. It's not good. <laughs> One of those that movies where. Yeah, I think I think I think we look back on a lot of those like mid two thousand thrillers and stuff with rose colored glasses these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, not that that's a yeah, bad I mean, thing. I I get the the appeal yeah. as well. Yeah, two thousand five. You and I saw that in theaters. Yeah, we really hated it too at the time, and which is funny. I wouldn't cause, say that it's yeah. any good, but it's not like terrible. It's yeah. not something I would ever walk out of. But I remember. We uh, we thought that part where Ben Foster uh, looked like Jesus at the end of the movie was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, should I rewatch Hostage? Uh, maybe give it a whirl. I probably won't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I watch. I, I would say about half the things I watch are are just like random impulse viewings, uh, <laughs> and while I ignore my much more robust and interesting yeah. watch lists, you know? The stack of Criterions that you recently bought. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Many of which are like still sealed. I have I have Criterions from like last two like two years ago sale <laughs> that are still sealed. Haven't watched all the Robert Brisson movies that I bought, but I'll put on hostage with Bruce Willis and <laughs> Kevin Kevin Pollock. Well, they're there. They're there for you. So yeah, you yeah. got them any time. Mm-hmm. But the that weird that weird desire to watch Hostage again that may not be there again. So you gotta That's you true. gotta do it when it's there. Yeah. Otherwise, how will you know just exactly how good or bad Hostage is? Uh, and after this rewatch, I would say kind of bad, but not like. A hot turd, like we just said. <laughs> so, so it's about the same as Bo is afraid for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, as your view of Bo is afraid, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. Well, yeah, but you said it's not a hot turd, so you don't think it's a hot turd. Okay, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, not a hot hostage. Turd. Hostage and Bo is afraid are about equal films. <laughs> I, I would probably say I'd rather, I'd definitely rather rewatch Hostage than Bo is afraid. Yeah. Well, let's give it another few years and we'll see how <laughs> hostage maybe we could do a double feature of hostage and boas of bird. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 rent out a rep a rep theater or something and we'll host a <laughs> host a, a double bill and they'll be like, What the fuck's wrong with you guys? <laughs> we just have nothing to do They're with like, each oh, other. Oh, Bo is afraid and hostage. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> Well, we talked about it once on our famous Sorority Boys episode where we dilly-dallied for like an hour and a half before getting to Sorority Boys. Yeah, so I think that was about it. Oh, I watched Jackass number two last night. Okay. Uh, had a good time with it. Sure. Always do. We've Yeah, we've talked on this podcast before about how we initially were pretty snobby about the Jackass movies when mm-hmm. we were in high school or yeah. in our younger days mm-hmm. i think we went into those movies with our arms folded absolutely but, uh, <laughs> yes no question but uh the, they're kind of undeniable that they do what they <laughs> what they s- try to do mm-hmm. absolutely uh, yeah, jackass number two pretty pretty entertaining 
Yeah. Do you remember anything about that one? We saw it in theaters. That's uh-huh. the one with like the the butt chug. Is that the one where they get like sacked by the football player Jared Allen? Like Johnny oh, Knoxville gets sacked by Jared I Allen. I think that's a different one. Is that three? I think that's three. Yeah. I did. I watched it on Pluto. And that's so three. Did, like, yeah. Go up to go to the bathroom at one point and maybe missed a couple of the segments. But mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing that one last night. Which is which one's the one with the paper cuts on the eyelids? Is that the first one? The, that's the first one. Yeah. Okay. And I gotta say, I always like was more partial to the like the prankier stuff in those movies than the self mutilation stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like with the air horn on the golf course from the first one. Mm-hmm. That that's something I remember fondly. Um, yeah, I I. Uh... Even I think I'd even welcome another Jackass movie again. I don't know if they will uh, yeah. make another one. The last one kind yeah. of felt like a, a send-off or whatever. but Yeah, because uh, they're pretty old now, and they probably should not be doing that stuff. <laughs> I don't think they ever should have been doing that stuff, but, <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll, be, we'll definitely be covering Jackass, the first one on this podcast, because it came out in november of 2002 yeah that's right that'll be fun maybe yeah. maybe maybe watch all of them all. i think we should probably do a series rewatch yeah. that's yeah. and that's that's no that's no chore really to do that that's no, that's, that's an it's easy just like it's just like watching a bunch of youtube clips really <laughs> yeah yeah and that's also the one where chris pontius gets his uh penis uh bitten by the snake at the beginning, the <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I remember that definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's about all I've watched. Should we segue into the movie du jour? Yeah, let's let's get it over with. Reluctantly, uh, I don't have a ton to say to about this about. movie, but yeah. no, I mean I don't either. I think so that's why I we gotta, padded this out. Yeah, I gotta say this is one of the harder ones for me to have something to say about it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. This is the worst movie uh-huh. I've watched from 2002 <laughs> so far. Uh, it's pretty down there. I, uh, you know, we can obviously talk a little bit about the movie, but I don't know if it's as um, aggressively. Uh, bad or offensive as something like slackers but it's close i don't know i think it it's got it the gets same up grade. there yeah <laughs> in my i mean okay my grade books so but uh yeah so let's like we don't have let, let's we don't have to really do too much let's let's briefly set the scene though for what this movie is um yeah two there are three three guys. Excuse me, I yeah. forgot about the presence three of Harlem brothers. Three fraternity yeah. brothers get kicked out of their fraternity uh, because they're framed for stealing uh, everyone's like, money, which like I don't money from the from the treasury, like the fraternity savings, like their is that, treasury that they were. Yeah, they were saving money to. Uh, to put towards this like cocktail cruise that the fraternity right. hosts every right. year or so. 
so they're accused from stealing money from the treasury right accused by the very strange performance that is the uh the head of the the fraternity i don't know yeah. that actor's name but <laughs> no. very bizarre like, performance yeah doing like that uh jeff foggerbachy voice I, yeah i guess it's close to that bill foggerbachy you uh, mean or bill foggerbachy not jeff yeah, yeah. brad bayer as spence is is uh-huh. that actor and I guess, you know, props to that guy for being the one person, like, doing something here, I guess. Because Harlan Williams yeah. is just playing Harlan Williams. Barry Watson and Michael Rosenbaum are sort of inert, um, <laughs> lifeless, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, standard guys yeah. in these movies. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess some of the sorority are doing big characters as well. Uh, like sure. Heather Matarazzo, but uh, anyway, anyway, uh, so yeah, they're they're kicked out of their fraternity, and um, I, I d- part of a plan to prove their innocence. They decided like infiltrate one of the frat parties in drag, right? Yeah, uh, it's pretty flimsy. Why? Why that's <laughs> their solution to the problem? Yeah. Um, uh, and then in the process, they end up pledging uh, at like a rival, like a sorority, right? Like kind of a rival to the fraternity. Well, and so it, they they pledge at like the the loser sorority, right? Because there's like yeah. the hot girl one, and they're all like mean, yeah. and, and shitty. Uh-huh. And this is the one where it's like. Um, a little well, more ragtag. Yeah, a lot more ragtag. Uh, Melissa Sage Miller, who's like the like head of the sorority, is like yeah. the the like feminist handing out flyers outside their party, telling telling women to not go in. Um, but a feminist uh, written clearly by a couple guys. Yeah, and a couple guys like in. Probably like the late '90s when this was first, you know, written or whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh. Very stupid, stupid character. A lot of stupid characters in this movie. Uh. Yeah. So that's their thing. They go undercover in drag. They get a lot of a lot of fat jokes written about Michael (laughs) Rosenbaum for some reason. Don't quite make sense. Shenanigans ensue. Yeah. So. The humor in this movie is quite bad. I not a single joke in this movie comes even close t- to working. <laughs> no, um, I th- there was yeah. one thing that I like laughed at, but I think it was more just like sort of the stupidity of what I was watching, and I like I don't remember what it was. There was one moment where I like kind of chuckled, I guess, but. Yeah, it wasn't like a like a crap like a joke that had been crafted. It was like some line of dialogue that was maybe delivered in an interesting way. I can't remember what it was though. Right. Uh Oh, yeah. was it when like uh uh they're like sleeping in their room and one of them wakes up with like night terrors and I think Michael Rosenbaum says like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> no, and then it just cuts I, don't away. Think, I, I don't think that was what made me laugh. I don't. I don't know what it was. 
I'm not gonna like rewatch <laughs> remember what it was. Um No. Uh, uh we should also mention that the uh the fraternity they were uh, uh, a part of was called Cock K O K. Yeah, that was expert expert joke yeah. there. <laughs> so uh, they could keep saying cock. Right. Cock house. Right. Yeah. Uh interesting uh to note that uh, one of the two writers of this film, not both, because yeah. apparently they're not like a duo anymore, yeah. uh, is the uh, creator or like developer and writer of oh, the uh-huh. the new John Wick TV show on Peacock. Yeah, the, the Continental. Continental, right? Yeah. So that guy went on to showrun that show. Right. Uh, cool. Yeah, he uh, he has written some some pretty bad movies over the years, like uh, Ride Along, Employee of the Month, which he directed. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. You and I saw that in theaters. Yeah, that movie sucks. Uh, that's about it, really. I mean, he did he did a movie called The Turkey Bowl in 2019, which is a movie I swear I've I've seen the trailer for for some reason, but I don't uh, know why. I'm assuming this didn't get released in theaters. No, definitely not. No. Anyway, uh, yeah, this back to sorority boys. Yeah, sorority boys. So yeah, they uh, they they join the, the like loser frater- or loser sorority, excuse me. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> meet all the the various characters. Yeah. This this is where the humor really reminded me of. Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, a lot. Absolutely, like that's the, a huge. The bitch. joke was just that there's like something kind of surface level wrong with with one of the All characters, of yeah, the, the yeah. female characters. Yes. Like, uh, like the joke is, oh, the woman's like too tall, or yeah, and it's funny because she's, cause she's mustache, like, or <laughs> she's like maybe six foot too. Like you see her yeah. standing next to the rest of them, and you're like, "Oh, she's like tall, but she's not like, she's not like eighth wonder of the world. It's not like she's like seven foot tall or anything like that." And you know, yeah, like, she'd be like on display at like a traveling show in like 1890 <laughs> or anything like that. Like, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, Heather Matarazzo, like she has a kind of an unpleasant voice. Yeah, that's her big. That's, that's a the joke there. Real flimsy one there. Um, right, and then yeah, the French, the French girl who like doesn't shave her pits or whatever, and yeah. has like facial hair too. Like, right. Yeah, and then like, it's like uh, later in the movie, Harlan Williams is like being nice to the French, the French girl, and, and is like. Oh, well, why don't you do this for yourself? And then just like shaves her, uh-huh. like so. It's like telling her, telling her like, oh yeah, all you gotta do is shave, and you'll be like a normal woman. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, and then of course you got a lot of like early two thousands comedy uh, homophobia, like where the joke is yeah. like, oh, he doesn't realize he's hitting on a guy, and that's why this is funny. Yeah, like. Michael Rosenbaum. There's a whole subplot. The Michael Rosenbaum yeah. subplot in this movie is baffling. Um, yeah. Because it's his brother, like his actual brother, 
Oh, is it his brother? Yeah. I didn't uh, realize that. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, are you saying in real life or in the movie? No, in the movie. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's his brother in the movie, uh, and he, uh, he like, is struggling with women, when my, and Michael Rosenbaum's like, oh, you got to start dating uglier women or whatever to get your numbers up so that's like what we're working with here in terms of this movie it's like uh, yeah ideas and um and then uh and then when when his brother sees him michael rosenbaum in drag as Mm -hmm. adina his new character he somehow doesn't recognize that that's his brother which is uh baffling and then um he like very aggressively like tries to like fuck Michael Rosenbaum yeah. like uh, repeatedly, and then like later, yeah, he he Michael Rosenbaum goes over there with a fucking roofie, uh, to give to Jimmy his brother, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, so that he could pass out, and then he could steal the videotape proving they're innocent innocence yeah um and and then it's very odd to me that this this is the decision that this movie makes here (laughs) which is where jimmy also is giving a roofie but his roofie (laughs) is to um uh make michael rosenbaum's character unconscious so he can have sex with him yes uh and then the movie uh never really like it's never like, oh, you're a bad guy. The movie's just no, like, it's it's, it's a punchline. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you got roofied and uh, date raped. Yeah, haha. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It it was a different time, the early two thousands. Yeah, certainly was. But I mean, nobody liked this movie back then. No. So. no. Well, Lisa Schwarzbaum gave it a B though, so. <laughs> Entertainment right. Weekly. Uh, Ebert did not uh, give it a favorable favorable review. This made his "I hated hated this movie" book. Well, can't argue that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just a movie where not a single joke uh, works at all. No, uh, the closest like thing to like being like actually funny is probably when. Harlan Williams is cleaning the bathroom and pulls a long strand of hair out of a sink. And then that's just an excuse for him to say, looks like a Wookiee. And then he does his famous Chewbacca impression. It's like a Wookiee, man. Um, And that's, yeah. And that's, to be clear, that's not funny, but like (laughs) it's closer to being funny than most of the rest of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, then you get a fight with some dildos. Yep, like a lightsaber fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the scene, the uh, powder puff uh, football scene. Football. Yeah. Where like Michael Rosenbaum like beating up women, but he's <laughs> yeah. dressed as a woman, so it's okay. Right. Um. Yeah, and the reason that they have like the football match is because the the winner of that football game gets to go on the big fraternity cocktail cruise 
which is like the end of the film where they like hatch their scheme to steal the the videotape to prove their innocence right which i'm not sure how now, they knew there was a videotape of this i mean i guess cause well, that, that's like where michael was Rosenbaum a, has sex that with was women. established early on is that michael rosenbaum's character has a secret video camera set up to film sex tapes our protagonist by the way yeah our protagonist <laughs> unbeknownst uh to his his partners um set up to you know record sex tapes and harlan williams is aware of this that he has like a camera set up so he brought that to their attention so they know that the camera was recording when the you know the real culprit stole the money from the the safe so they know that there was footage that can prove their innocence uh but right why did the tapes end up on the cruise it's because they wanted to enter they wanted to show his sex tapes at that cocktail party (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i kind of i did kind of walk away for a minute towards the end so i was unclear why the sex tapes were brought to a cocktail party well did Har now did harlan williams just bring the one tape that he thought might have been the one or did he find the box no so i think uh yeah i think harlan williams like picked up the tape and got it jumbled up with a bunch of other sex tapes right okay yeah okay. michael rosenbaum's collection of sex tapes mm-hmm uh protagonist so yeah <laughs> our heroes and then that box of of tapes wound up on the cruise but I, i'm uh, that's pretty lazy writing that for yeah some reason it just ends up <laughs> and the, the movie ends they're there because they that's where they need to be <laughs> not for any yeah, other they're reason like, they're like this movie cannot go over 85 minutes we <laughs> we can't include any more scenes <laughs> it's funny because there were i i definitely was like checking the runtime at like the the football game scene i'm like well surely this was like the climactic moment right and then right. nope no nope, there's like 25 minutes left or something i'm like oh god uh yeah i uh i saw this in theaters and I forgot most of this movie. Like, so I didn't remember that, you know, there was a good chunk of the movie left when we got to that touch football or that football sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that I forgot to ask my, my go-to question. If you saw this in theaters, I'm assuming, well, I know that you didn't. Uh, no, first time. First time, first time viewing here. This morning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, had had to have it fresh in the old brain. <clears throat> yeah. Even though I admittedly uh uh did other stuff while watching it. I, I didn't give it my hundred percent focus. Yeah. Uh like so many of these movies, I assumed that I would never see it again after I saw it in theaters. Yeah, why would you ever think that you'd watch this again? Like I in my notebook of movie reviews, I gave this movie an F back then. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, yeah, and then I paid like two ninety nine to watch it, like four days ago. Wow, you paid to rent it? Was it somewhere to stream? No, but uh, you you often find them movies oh, on just websites. Find them. Yeah, no, I I just rented this one. Even so I could even watch it on my. Even Go I, ahead. even I didn't pay to watch this. I, I found it on a website <laughs> today. I was like, I'm not spending four dollars to watch this because it was only yeah. available for like three ninety nine rentals. Yeah, you found it on like freemoviefoundation.com or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what site it was. That's it, not it, a real site. By it the did way, try and download some program when I clicked on there, but thankfully I canceled the download in time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's sorority boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, they uh, they do find the, the 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 tape, show it. Yeah. And then yeah, they're, they they're they forced to, to come the, clean. Right. Yeah. So they they win the football game, so they get to go on the cocktail cruise, but then the 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 frat boys like uh double cross them and bring the like the the quote unquote like hot sorority instead mm-hmm. uh but then the the sorority boys they like uh what they like kidnap the the other sorority girls and like put them on a boat yeah they they yeah. put them on like a like a dinghy like a life raft yeah yeah uh and just leave them in the ocean uh yep where then that's where they end <laughs> in the movie yeah. too they're like super sunburnt and uh floating yeah. floating Was it hinted so. that that they had to resort to cannibalism or am i conflating that with something else i don't recall that it the last <laughs> shot is like one of them saying oh you look so tan and the other one saying oh you look so thin and they're like thank you because they're vain you see (laughs) oh yeah yeah um yeah well Uh, yeah so they're forced to come clean in front of so i guess we we should mention that barry watson mm -hmm. our other lead uh Mm -hmm. falls in love with our like main feminist protagonist yeah uh and who falls in love with him as well but as only a as a woman yeah right. as uh what's his name dave but his uh his, uh alias is daisy daisy yeah that's right yeah um yeah so she falls in love with daisy now how about the first shower scene do you remember that scene where they first shower uh, together? Because they have multiple yeah. scenes where they shower together, and she's like mm. not wearing her contacts, so she can't tell that Barry Watson's, uh, you know, a man has a has a boner. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask, what do you think about the uh, the soap boner special effect, or I don't know, special effect or whatever? But like, it's just like you just see a bunch of suds, and then you see like a shape, rel- a rough shape of a penis or whatever pop yeah, out. That's right. uh, yeah, that's uh, right. I think I just saw that and it was like shaking my head, like, 
yep, I signed up for this. I have to watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, good soap boner scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, uh, after she's very mad at him, obviously, uh, with good reason, uh, she then appears to just forgive him for no real reason, and then they kiss. Yeah. It, yep. uh <laughs> And it just kind of sidesteps that, you know, she thought that he was a woman, but still right. wants to be with Barry Watson. I don't know. Not the most thoughtful film. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not. There were moments where I was like, oh, is it like trying to subvert, you know, like, but then then it just kind of undercuts that by like saying something super misogynistic or shitty yeah about like women and you're just like oh all right no it's not really <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like half-heartedly trying to uh be like a more sensitive version of like a frat boy movie yeah yeah uh, but it, it doesn't fully commit to either really no yeah and that's how it wraps up um Barry Watson ends up with with her and uh what happens to Michael Rosenbaum's character? Um he becomes the head of the fraternity. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And then he has that scene with his brother where he's like, "Hey, nothing happened, right? We both just passed out." And then it's revealed through a flashback that his brother uh woke up from his uh, uh-huh. his roofie and had sex with Michael uh-huh. Rosenbaum. And then he kind of sheepishly says, but no, nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's how we leave Michael Rosenbaum's character. <laughs> and well, Harlow Williams is like making out with the French woman that he shaved, right? Yeah, that's right. So it all, so. It, worked, it worked out for all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Uh well at least when I saw this movie in theaters I got a I went to go see Blade Two immediately after this. That's a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. Which is probably why I remember almost nothing about this movie is because I saw a much better movie immediately after. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now on Rotten Tomatoes, um would you like to play a quick game here and yeah. see if you can you, all right so there's a section uh you can guess the tomato meter if you want we'll do that now yeah uh, uh, i'm gonna say this is very low i feel like everybody except for maybe lisa schwartzbaum hated this uh i'll say like six percent uh higher than you might think 12 percent okay um yeah uh a funny a funny review uh from carla meyer from the san francisco chronicle uh written on march 22nd 2002 uh this comic gem is as delightful as it is derivative so interesting three out of four there uh let me read a couple other fresh ones uh Eric Campos from Film Threat says, if you're hard up for raunchy college humor, this is your ticket right here. Uh, Dustin Putman from the filmfile.com, which is 
probably not a website anymore, I would guess. Um, Doesn't sound like it. Uh, oh, he's the movie boy. I don't know if you remember the movie boy. I don't think I do. Uh, one of the best times I've had the movies all year. <laughs> uh, uh, you remember Real.com? R-E-E-L? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They gave it a positive review. It's actually watchable. Even more baffling is that it's funny. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's not that's not the game that I wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, the game I wanted to play and see if you can get any any of these right. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a you might also like section for okay. five films. All right. Recommended if you like sorority boys. Okay. Can you name any of those five films? And this is on like Amazon. This is on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, right, right. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not looking at anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Juana Man? No. No. But good That's guess. Just another 2002 yeah. drag comedy. Uh, Saving Silverman. Nope. Good mm. guess. Give you three more shots at getting one. Uh, one of my least favorite movies of all time, Tomcats. Yep, that's one yeah, of them. Nice. You're right. Yeah, yep. Oh boy, Tomcats. Tomcats is somehow a worse movie than this. Uh, oh yeah, Tomcats is way worse than this movie. <laughs> I don't know how way worse, <laughs> but it's it's definitely worse. <laughs> uh, s- slackers. No, but I, I that's a good guess. Um. Then, if I get one more guess, I'll say Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. <laughs> no, no. Um, two of these make no sense to me. Uh, um, so, Tomcats. Y- yeah, he got that one. Uh, swim fan. Don't fully understand that one. Mm, no. Uh, Other than it's a high school movie, I guess. From yeah. Too. Uh, the Glass House. Uh, don't get that one. Yeah. Uh, my boss's daughter with Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I and, guess that and makes Terrence a Stamp. little sense, but not really. And then this one probably makes like the most sense out of any of these uh, is Boat Trip. Oh yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And thankfully, Boat Trip's not a movie we have to watch for this podcast. Yeah, that's a 2003 film. Yeah. Even though I think it's listed as a 2002 movie because it came out at a festival, I believe. What fucking festival <laughs> had the Boat Trip? But, yes, it is not officially a 2002 film, so we don't have to watch Boat Trip. Yeah, I, I'd like to maintain that. Yeah plausible deniability of ever having seen boat trip uh, uh well yeah. uh just because you were reading reviews a second ago i just feel like i should probably read the last paragraph of ebert's review for for this movie he says uh i'm curious about who would go to see this movie obviously moviegoers with a low opinion of their own taste Sorority Boys will be the worst movie playing in any multiplex in America this weekend, 
And yes, I realize Crossroads is still out there. <laughs> so yeah, Crossroads really, is way better than this movie. Oh yeah, re- really puts uh, yeah Crossroads is way better than this movie. Uh, but yeah, he thought uh, this was the worst movie out at the time. Yeah, worst movie out at the time, and worst movie of 2002 so far for me. Uh, yeah, I probably. It's a different kind of movie than Dragonfly, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I still yeah, really you hate Dragonfly. I know you do. Uh, let me pull up the cinema score for this. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me guess before I finish typing it out. Do you do you have a guess for the cinema score? Um, God, uh, it's I, terrible, but the audiences are always higher, so I'm gonna say yeah. B. I uh, I was gonna say C plus, but let me let me see here. Oh, hey, it's a C plus. Oh, there you go. That's uh, how you know it's really bad. That's how you know even audiences. Yeah, it's really terrible. I um I think I told you this like uh on YouTube I occasionally get recommended just based on like the algorithm uh clips from Michael Rosenbaum's uh podcast Pod- cuz yeah. he he interviews like a lot of character actors uh mm-hmm. like guys like Michael Bean and Robert Patrick and I guess YouTube knows that that's something that appeals to me. So I have like caught a few clips of his podcast. And mm-hmm. I did hear one where he was uh, talking with Sean William Scott. And he uh, basically said that he, I think it was something to the effect of like, he doesn't necessarily think that Sorority Boys is a good movie, but he thought that he was uh really good in the movie he was like you know people didn't like it but i think i was good and that's all i'm gonna say uh <laughs> okay <laughs> so i kind of appreciate i guess that he uh he's sticking to his guns on that so i guess sometimes you hear things like that it makes you think about uh you know even the worst movies like a lot of people work on and you know put an effort in and have some feelings attached to it but uh, that said, uh, I'm still giving this movie an F. <laughs> yeah, it's an F, absolutely. Yeah. I'd rather rewatch Slackers. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if I had a pretty bad time with Slackers. Slackers might be worse than this, I think. They're both pretty mean-spirited. Slackers uh, struck me as a little uglier than, than this, but I'm yeah, not going to watch either movie again to reassess. Yeah. Did you think... Um, because Michael Rosenbaum was wearing a wig throughout this entire movie. Obviously, when he was in, in drag, but also, like, the other stuff. Because he had to keep his head shaved for Smallville. Yeah. Um, did you think when he had the, the, like, wig on that he looked kind of like like a parody epic movie version of Paul Rudd? Like, with that hair? <laughs> I with didn't that, think like, of that on? until now, but I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was what yeah. I kept thinking about. Were now were all those guys uh Barry Watson, uh Michael Rosenbaum and Harlan Williams, were those all like WB guys? Did they all have shows on the WB? Like um, I know obviously Barry Watson did, was on Seventh Heaven and 
Rosenbaum was on Smallville. Didn't Harlan Williams have like his own WB sitcom that was short lived? Did he? That's uh sounds vaguely familiar to me. Uh let's see. Like I almost want to say it was called Harland, but uh I don't see anything here. Oh, it was called uh Simon. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Uh whether oh, yeah. or not it was WB. On the WB, I don't. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was it was on the WB from 1995 to 1996 though. So a little earlier before those other shows. But I do right. remember this show. Yeah, with uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. So yeah, they were all WB uh, boys. Okay, so it's about uh, Jason Bateman as a former Wall Street stockbroker who moves to Harlem to live with his brother, with his simple brother Simon, is <laughs> what this description <laughs> says. Uh, you know what? This is coming back to me. I think I watched some of this show back then. I wonder if you can watch this on the internet somewhere. Probably. You know what? Mm. I may have seen every episode of this show because it was only on for one year. It was on like around the same time as like the Wayne's Brothers, if I remember right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I found an episode on a Reddit subreddit called Obscure Media, so maybe I will watch this episode <laughs> tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> Uh yeah, well that's uh that's sorority boys. Uh that's sorority boys. Yeah. Mercifully, we are I, done. Yeah, I definitely had a little bit of uh, Showtime syndrome with this movie, where I like watched it and immediately forgot like scenes before it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just cannot engage with this movie at all. <laughs> that was why I I kind of kept putting it off until. I knew we were going to watch it, so I could just like have it as fresh as possible in my mind. But we did it. We uh, are one step closer to being towards the end of this project. That's right. Yeah. One, one, one small step for man. Yeah. Uh, and then our next episode, we got Clock Stoppers. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, filmed by Jonathan Frakes. That's right. Yeah. From Star Trek. The next generation. Maybe I'll watch some Star Trek to prepare, which is not a difficult proposition for me since I watch a lot of old <laughs> Star, Star Trek, Trek when I'm bored. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely more excited to watch Clockstoppers than I w- was to watch Sorority Boys. I like that we talked probably for 20 minutes about Sorority Boys. <laughs> sorority I mean, that's Boys. that's fine. That's yeah. nobody. Nobody's. If you're disappointed by that, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next episode, like we said, which is about clock stoppers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully we'll be more enthusiastic about having to talk about that movie. Uh, It's the bar is pretty low. So I think we will. Uh, All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you then. Adios. Bye bye.